0: welcome to the DFTw podcast my name is Michael head thank you so much for those who have missed the podcast being weekly I know it is such a shame and you miss it so badly and it just you just can't even have a normal week without the DFTw podcast and I thank you for being patient as I kind of get into the groove and the rhythm of life in a new city in a new position at church and now even a new daughter that's right I have a fourth kiddo. Her name is Claire Michael Head and she was born on October 5th and we are so blessed by her and so excited that she is here and she is healthy and Erica is doing really well and man, we're just adjusting and it's fun. It truly is amazing because we're all healthy and now I have four kids. What? That is just crazy. So, but so good. On today's episode, man, I believe that is. Going to seriously help us. So many times in life, people come to to myself, or may, maybe they're coming to you, or maybe you're going to other people, and you have some some things that you're going through, or they bring some things to you that you're that they're going through, and you don't know the right thing to do. And if we're not careful, we can actually give them bad advice. We can give them the wrong opinion, and we can actually make the situations worse than it was to begin with. How do I know that? Well, I've done it. I have given some bad advice before and I've been in situations where I wanted to help and I really didn't at all. And the person walking away is probably more confused and then I just have regret thinking, why did I just say that? I have no idea why I did that. And I've learned a few things and I want to share those with you because I want to be able to help people and I want you to be able to help people. Or maybe someone may come to you and say, man, I don't know what to do in this situation. And you could forward this podcast to them and be able to utilize this podcast to help you never know who. And so the truth is we have all been so close to people going through hard Times And as common as the experience is, as people are struggling, it doesn't make trying to comfort someone any easier. It's, it's hard at times to really comfort someone. The single most painful experience outside of our own suffering is seeing somebody that we love facing a hardship. I mean, life gets rough at times and people may become upset for a million different reasons with their resulting negative feelings ranging from discomfort and sadness to sorrow and grief. And many times we try to comfort them and we try to make them feel better so that their initial main issue doesn't turn into extreme heartbreak, self-pity, anxiety, or even depression. And so what do we try to do? We try to rely on these cliche words like, you know, you're, I'm so sorry, you poor thing. It's not your fault. Don't worry about it. I know how you feel. I mean, these are things that we say, and again, I'm not getting on to anybody. I have said every one of those things in multiple situations and completely blown it so many times, and when we are unsure about what the right thing to do or to say is, it's because we feel so awkward in those moments. We don't know what to do, and we feel like this deep emotional discomfort when someone comes to you and brings you this sad news or you hear of something happening and and you don't know how to reach out to them you're not sure what to do and really truly the worst thing that we could do is feeling sorry for someone and then trying to cheer them up like that can seriously crush them and it can make the person feel so annoyed or angry or just truly upset with us and that's not even our intention but at times that's what we do we're just trying to make them happy oh it's going to be okay move on deal with it and if our timing and the words that we say are wrong, the outcome of our attempt to help can do the complete opposite. And the person that we are trying to comfort may see the may see our words and behaviors as completely insensitive, which isn't what we want. I mean, that is not our goal most of the time unless you're just a jerk. I mean, for <laughs> and I know that's not your heart. But for me, I know that when I was going through some of the darkest days of my life, I would have people say things to me and I would just wanted to just just like why are you saying that? I mean, when I was in a dark depression and not wanting to live and not wanting to move on, people would would say things like, you know what, you're not praying enough. I mean, that was legit some people's response to me like, Michael, you know, you just need to be if you pray more then Jesus will help you get over it. Oh, really? don't think I've been praying. You don't think I've been working on this. You don't think that I've actually got on my knees and prayed. And when they would say those things, all that would do in the moment for me was push me further away from the Lord, because I had at that time given up on my walk with Him. And when people would say that, it was just like, so you don't think I'm praying, or I don't know what it means to be a Christian, or I'm not praying enough. And so those are some of the worst things you can say, or even this, somebody legit told me, You know what, Michael? You need to stop staring at your navel, your belly button. And I was so confused. I was like, what? I I don't even, at that point, I couldn't really even see my belly button because I was a little bit overweight. And I was just like, "You." when someone tells you that you're navel gazing, they're just pretty much saying, hey, get off yourself and move on. Get over it. These things, maybe possibly these people were, I know they were wanting to help. I know they were trying to say say the right thing. And the truth is the best thing they could have said is nothing at all because those words hurt. Those words, I still remember right now as I am talking about this, those words crushed me. And you don't want to be the person that is saying things when somebody is dealing with something to actually make it worse than it is. I mean, there are, I'm going to list five different things that I have learned on this side of, of, People trying to help me that really did help me. I mean, these were things that people have done that helped me in some of my darkest times. And so now I'm able to reciprocate this to other people. And these are five very simple things. You may have heard them and you may have, have even, these things may have worked for you. And that's great. My thing is, is to remind ourselves whenever we are with somebody to actually do these things and to not forget about them and to not get into the, I want to make them feel better. Let's buy them some ice cream. Let's get them some Oreos. Let's do whatever we can to make them feel better. Let's read them scripture. Let's sing us a worship song. Let's do all these things when really at the time, that is not usually what that person needs. And so number one is to be there. Our words at times can be so meaningless There is sometimes that there is nothing that you can do but sit by somebody's side. For me, when I was going through it, there were people in my life that literally would come and just sit, especially my wife, Erica, her sitting by me. I mean, literally sitting next to me and touching like her leg, touching my leg and her hand on my leg and just being there was the best thing for me because I felt like it's going to be okay. It's okay she loves me. I mean, I have a service dog. Her name is Lucy. And when I am panicky or anxious or feeling a certain way, even now, currently she is able to, well, not like right now while I'm doing this and she is here with me, but the truth is she just puts a little bit of pressure onto my, she'll lay on my feet or she'll lean on my legs or if I'm sitting down, she'll, she'll, she'll lay on my feet. I mean, so many things that she does and she is just there. And Lucy doesn't talk, my dog. She just sits there. But just knowing that she is there in those moments means so much. And so same for you. What can you do? People say, I don't know how to help my friend. I don't know what to do. Just be there. And then don't forget them. Follow up with them. Call them, text them, and just remind them that you're there. Don't call and text them say, hey, I'm going to bring you something. Just call and say, hey, I want you to know that I'm here. That's all that that person needs. They don't need anything else. They just need to know that you're available. A second thing to do is to listen. Because for a lot of people, it is super hard to open up and to share what is happening inside of them. I mean, some topics are extremely difficult to talk about. And so be patient with them. Encourage the person to share their feelings and thoughts at a pace that is comfortable for them. And when they're ready to talk, just listen. Just listen. Don't interrupt. I mean, that's, again, something I do with Lucy, my dog, my service dog. She's so awesome because she doesn't interrupt me. I can literally just talk to her, and she just sometimes will look at me or not look at me or wag her tail or think I'm crazy. But she doesn't interrupt me, and I love that. Even with my wife, when I talk to her about issues, she just listens. She doesn't interrupt me. And in those moments when you, know, you say, what, what can I do? Well, you can listen. Don't judge them. Don't interrupt them. Don't say, I understand, because when you say that, that is some of the worst things that you can say. Let them get rid of all the negativity that they've been holding inside, and getting it out for them is usually the first step to them healing. And so as they're talking, just listen. Shut your face. <laughs> Don't say anything. I know you want to. Just stare at them. Pray for them. Quietly to yourself, pray for them. Because on the spiritual side of it, be praying that as they're talking and as these things are coming out, be praying that God is just, just hearing this and he is taking it because he is. And the enemy at the same time is hating this because all the enemy wants us to do is keep this stuff inside and not share it and keep it in and and, and and have it bother us and mess with us. Because the second that we confess it, and I don't mean confessing sins, I mean just naming the issues. As I spoke about in the previous podcast, episode 23, as we name things, we need to get it out and we confess it. And the enemy loses its power. And the best way you can do that is not to tell them to confess it, not to tell them to talk about things, not to tell them your pain. The best thing to do is sit there in silence. And as it's silent, just be praying for them. So that's number two, to listen. Number three, please keep your opinion to yourself. We all have an opinion, every one of us. I mean, who is the best presidential candidate right now? See, that was your opinion. <laughs> that was your opinion. This is right before an election. We are a few weeks out, and that is a big deal. There's a lot of opinions about that right now. We all have one. Well, when someone is coming to you with things and someone is 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 saying, hey, I need this, or I'm, I'm struggling with this, the last thing that we need to do is give them our opinion. So think twice before you do that. Sometimes, it's again, it's better to say nothing than to say something that will further upset somebody. Instead, let the person come to a solution and progress, have them them move to the solution on their own without you. You can help them by asking questions like, so what does this mean to you? What would you like to do next? How can you begin to approach this or begin to heal? Or simply say, how can I help? The best thing that I have found that works I say works. It's the best thing for me that has helped me is when somebody says, you know what, Michael, that makes sense. Because when someone says to me that makes sense, it helps me realize what I'm going through is valid and real and okay. Try it. Try it. Be there. Listen. Keep your opinion to yourself. And when you're doing that, let them know, you know what, It makes sense that you feel this way. Even if you're in your mind, you're like, this makes absolutely no sense. I can't believe that you're allowing this to bother you. Well, the truth is you don't understand what's going on. And that goes into number four. Don't give your advice. You've got to make sure that you have all the necessary information before offering advice. Even if you believe that you have had a similar experience, none of us have walked through the same experience. It's completely different, and if you're going to be pushy about doing things your way, <laughs> the other person may become defensive, uncomfortable, or even withdrawn, and so it's just be careful how you say things. Don't, you don't have to give your advice, even though you're like, I am right. Like In your mind, you're, you're like, I know this is the right thing to do, but dealing with emotionally shaken people requires a certain level of delicacy and self-restraint. For me, how do I know this? Is because people would give me advice. When I was talking about, I was I remember one, one example of when I was I was talking about an issue that I had gone through, and I was it was it was tough. And I was just talking about it. And this person starts to share, like, yeah, I totally understand. Me too. I mean, there and, and by the way, again, that is some of the hardest things that you can say is I understand. I understand. Whenever someone is pouring their heart out, do you really understand? Even though you may think you understand, because this person, when I was pouring my heart out, they said, yeah, I understand. Because when I was young, I got grounded and I felt abandoned when these people made me go to my room. And I'm sitting there thinking, um, what I just shared with you was I was abused and I was neglected for years of my life. And the person said, I totally get it. When I was grounded and sent to my room, no, wrong, wrong. You don't get it. You don't understand. And maybe for you, that was the hardest thing you've gone through. And that's fair. And that's cool. But for me, I just needed that person to listen. I don't need their advice. I don't need their stories. I just need them to sit there and listen. And so what did I do? I cut that person out. I stopped talking to that person about those things. Now, they were just trying to do the best they could. But the truth is it hurt in the process. The fifth thing, remain positive. Sometimes when people share stuff, man, we can get fired up and we can start just just getting upset. We want to do things. We wanna, oh, I'm gonna show them, or you you get you get fired up and you or you get really sad for them and and you just you're crying right there with them. Which well, not bad to cry with them. That's actually a, a really good thing. But what we have to show is empathy. And we at the same time we've got to stay strong and remain in a positive frame of mind because they need you as a pillar of support and strength. And so use use like positive self-talk on yourself to build and to maintain that strength in order to provide it to those who need it the most. So so stay grounded. You, you take care of yourself as much as you can in those moments and 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 try to stay, again, like I said, like as a pillar of support for them because some people are not ready to even listen to others truthfully. Some people may come to you and say, you know what, I've got something to share with you. A wise thing to say if you're not ready to handle it, if you don't think you can deal with it, is to say, you know what? I, I'm not ready to, to help with this situation, but I know some people. I've got a professional. I've got some professionals that I, I can encourage you to go and visit. I've got some friends that you can talk to that would be really good. It's okay to say you're not in a place to handle it. For me, there are certain things that people have wanted to talk to me about that, truthfully, in the moment, I didn't want to talk about it because it's very hard at times to hear those things. And so, what, what I will say is, you know what? I, I think that you may need to talk to somebody else about this. And that's totally fine. It's not rude. You're taking care of yourself and you're giving them the best thing you can do is in that moment, you you can't give it to them. And so give, let somebody else have that blessing of trying to be with that person. Ultimately though, out of those five things, so let's do a recap of those five. The first thing is to be there. The second thing, listen. Third, keep your opinion to yourself. Fourth, don't give your own advice. Fifth, remain positive. Ultimately, though, we've got to point people to Jesus. Just don't do it immediately. When someone comes to you and they, they've they got a deep, dark thing going on, they're really struggling, for me, it, it was hurtful when people would say, you need to pray about it, give it to Jesus, just just give it all to him, just let him have it. And look, I get it. I <laughs> I, I do that. I was doing that. But it was actually very hurtful in those dark days for me. Let them come to you, let them deal with the emotions and the pain, and stay with them. Let them know that you're always there, because whenever that happens and you handle it correctly, God is going to give you an opportunity to tell them about the true comforter, and his name is Jesus, period. He is the best comforter, he's the best listener, he is, he is it. And when we can point people to Jesus, then, man, that's when the true healing and that's when the recovery starts to happen. I know it was for me. When I was, and no one pointed me to him, I just came back to my senses as the prodigal son. And I came to a place where I was like, you know what? The only way that I'm gonna continue to get better is with Jesus. Yes, therapy helped and I love it. And then entered the Holy Spirit into my therapy and it was over. It started to, my, my healing process just really started to ramp up. In 2 Corinthians 1, 4, it says this, he comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those Who are in any kind of affliction Through the comfort we ourselves receive from God Have you been comforted by the Lord? Have you received that from the Lord? Have you been in a place where he has has been your only answer? If your answer is yes Then you have what it takes to comfort other people You don't need the words You don't need the programs You don't need anything else You have Jesus And point them to Jesus And watch how he is the ultimate comforter Thank you so much for listening to episode 24 of the Don't Forget to Write podcast. I would love it if you could share this with your friends, put it on social media, tag Michael Head in your Instagram post, Twitter, Facebook. Please do that. That would be awesome. I've also got a Facebook page. It's called Michael Head. And if you could go there and and talk about this podcast, that'd be awesome. And ultimately, wherever you're listening to this, if you could leave a review, preferably a high five-star review or six or seven or eight-star. That would be awesome. If you could do that and just say a short thing, that helps get this podcast out there and for it to impact other people. And so thank you for those that do it. I seriously appreciate it. And we will see you next time right here on the Don't Forget to Write podcast.